0: Welcome to Her Story Sessions. I'm Brittany, a woman on a mission to learn more about women throughout history and to share it all with you. If you like this show, be sure to follow me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Her Story Session and can be emailed at Her Story Sessions podcast at gmail.com. One of the wealthiest and most powerful women in the Middle Ages, Eleanor of Aquitaine, became queen twice in her life and ruled the Duchy of Aquitaine, the largest in France in her own right. Her exact birth date isn't known, but most evidence points to sometime in 1122. She was the oldest of three children, born to William X, Duke of Aquitaine, and his wife, Aenor de Chateaural. She was named for her mother, with the French meaning of her name meaning the other Aenor. She had a younger sister and a brother. Her brother would have been the heir to the duchy, but he died just a few years old, along with Eleanor's mother, when Eleanor was about eight years old. Since she was the oldest and there are now only two girls, she became her father's heir. Her father ensured that she had a good education, something that wasn't common, and she learned feminine household skills alongside with arithmetic, history, astronomy, and also learned riding, hawking, and hunting. She was also skilled at dancing, conversation, games such as backgammon and chess, and also played the harp and sang. She was a strong-willed, intelligent, and outgoing as a child. Her father died in 1137, and then the 15-year-old inherited Aquitaine and became the most eligible heiress in France. But in her father's will, King Louis VI was given guardianship of her. He immediately engaged her to his son, 17-year-old Prince Louis. The prince, along with 500 knights, was sent to Bordeaux, where Eleanor was staying with the archbishop. There, they were quickly married and officially became the Duke and Duchess of Aquitaine. They set off on a tour of the provinces, but within a few days, they learned that the king had passed away. They headed for Paris and were crowned king and queen on Christmas Day. Her new husband, Louis, was the second-born son and had been raised to join the priesthood one day until his older brother died in a horse accident. Although he left the religious life, he remained deeply pious. He adored Eleanor and spent a lot of money on her and her whims. The feeling was not mutual, though. Eleanor found Louis to be prudish and puny, and having grown up in the south of France, found the north to be uptight and cold. The court, and especially her mother-in-law, found her southern manners and her way of dress to be scandalizing. In the meantime, Eleanor's sister Petronilla fell in love with Count Rule of Vermandois. Only he was already married. At Eleanor's urging, the king allowed Count Rule to annul his first marriage so that he could marry Petronilla but his first wife's brother, Count Theobald, unhappy with all of this, declared war against the king, and they fought for two years. The royal army occupied Champagne in the end, and in the village of Vitry, more than a thousand people sought refuge in a church while the royal army was burning the town down. But the church also caught fire, killing everyone inside. The king was horrified by what happened and sought peace with Theobald, who agreed to accept Raoul and Petronella's marriage. But as soon as the troops withdrew, Theobald went back on his word and the king again took over and ransacked the area. Wanting to help, Eleanor went to Theobald's ally, Bernard of Clairvaux to try to broker a peace deal. But he scolded her for trying to get involved in politics. In response, she broke down in tears asking him to excuse her behavior, that she was only bitter at her lack of children after seven years of marriage. He became kinder to her, and peace was restored within weeks. A large part as to why Eleanor hadn't had any children yet was because her husband was far too pious and would not regularly go to bed with his wife. Finally, the following year, she would have a baby, but it was a girl named Marie and not the son and heir for the throne. The king and queen were also arguing more and more often and becoming estranged from one another. Still feeling guilty over the massacre at Vitry, the king decided to make a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and set out on the Second Crusade. Eleanor would also take up the symbol of the cross and join him. Leading as the Duchess of Aquitaine, Eleanor recruited 300 vassals and was also accompanied by her loyal ladies-in-waiting. They heard rumors that the German army had recently had a victory, but on their march across the mountains, they came across unburied remains of the Germans who had in fact been utterly destroyed by the Turkish forces. This brought down morale drastically, and the army started to fall into disorder. The king was a terrible military leader and couldn't keep order. Eleanor's army marched ahead, and King Louis was slowed down by the baggage train and the unarmed pilgrims that were with them. But as the queen's forces reached the summit where they were supposed to stop and set up camp to wait for the others, they instead decided to continue on. King Louis' forces became trapped and were attacked by the Turks. Many of the men, horses, and baggage were lost to the canyon below them, and the royal guards were slaughtered. The king was dressed as a pilgrim, though, and managed to escape. When he caught up with his wife in Antioch, he blamed her for the disaster. Her response was to bring up consanguinity, a relationship by blood or common ancestor, which was grounds for annulment. Instead, the king forced her to accompany him to Jerusalem and finish their pilgrimage, which humiliated Eleanor. After the unsuccessful campaign, they made their way back to France by first sailing back to Italy. They traveled on separate ships, were attacked by Byzantines, and blown off course for two months. But finally, Eleanor's ship made it to Italy, and she went to the pope to ask for an annulment. He instead tried to get the royal couple to reconcile, and when Louis made it to Rome, the Pope took the couple to a bed he had specially made for them and told them with his blessing they would surely conceive an heir. They couldn't refuse the Pope on this, and Eleanor did in fact get pregnant. But when another daughter, Alix, was born, they were granted an annulment. Their daughters were declared legitimate, although the marriage was annulled, and custody was granted to Louis, but Eleanor maintained her Duchy of Aquitaine. On her way back there, two lords tried, but failed, to kidnap her and force her into marriage in order to gain control of the duchy. Eleanor already had someone else she wanted to marry, though. She immediately wrote to Henry, Duke of Normandy, asking him to come to Aquitaine and marry her. He did so without any hesitation, and 30-year-old Eleanor and the 21-year-old Henry were married. The two were, in fact, more closely related than what Eleanor and Louis had been. Eleanor's support bolstered Henry's campaigns against his cousin, King Stephen of England, who he believed had wrongly taken the throne from Henry's mother, Matilda. When King Stephen's only son died, he gave in and made Henry his heir. Two years into their marriage, in 1154, King Stephen died and Henry and Eleanor were crowned King and Queen of England. This marriage wasn't a happy one either. It was reported that the marriage was tumultuous and the couple argued constantly. King Henry would frequently try to exercise power over his wife's land, Aquitaine, but the lords there would only answer to their duchess, the queen. They did manage to have eight children together, though, and these were William, Henry, Matilda, Richard I, Joffrey II, Eleanor, Joan, and John. King Henry had plenty of affairs and several illegitimate children, but Eleanor was ambivalent to it and even raised one of his illegitimate sons. Her oldest son, William, died when he was three, and her second son, Henry, married the Princess Margaret, daughter of her ex-husband, King Louis, and his second wife. Her daughter, Matilda, then married Henry, the Lion of Saxony. After 15 years of marriage, Eleanor needed away from her husband and accompanied Matilda when she went to France. Her sons, Richard and Geoffrey, also came along, and Eleanor and her three children with her set up what was known as the Court of Love in Poultieres. This was dedicated to courtly love and chivalry. Marie, who was her oldest daughter with Louis, frequently visited. Back in England, her eldest living son, Henry, became a jousting champion and the people's hero. He was crowned co-king by his father and was known as Henry the Younger. Although he had no real interest in governing, he was proud and vain and grew frustrated that his father would not give him more power. At the encouragement of King Louis, he traveled to France and convinced his brothers to take his side against their father in a rebellion in 1173, and Eleanor supported and encouraged them. While the fighting was going on, Eleanor was captured by her estranged husband's forces and would be held prisoner for 16 years. For special events like Christmas or weddings, she was allowed out, but otherwise kept away from her sons. The rebellion against the king ended up being unsuccessful. The king also had a mistress named Rosamund that he publicly flaunted, possibly in the hopes of getting Eleanor to ask for an annulment or divorce, but she never did. Rosamund died mysteriously, though, in her mid-twenties, and some thought that the queen may have had her assassinated or that one of her sons poisoned her. In 1183, Henry the Younger again tried rebelling against his father in order to gain power but his army was besieged by his fathers and they were forced into fleeing. He wandered across Aquitaine for some time and caught dysentery. Knowing that he was dying and feeling remorse for his actions, he wrote to his father and begged him to show his mother Eleanor mercy and to free her. He passed away at 28 years old. Eleanor had given her son lands in Normandy, and after he passed away, they were disputed. King Philip II of France, who took the throne after King Louis' death, argued that they should go to his half-sister, Princess Margaret, Henry the Younger's widow. But the older King Henry of England declared that they should revert back to Eleanor's control. He allowed her some freedom so that she could go to France and take charge of the lands there. She stayed there for about six months before returning to England, and for several years after that, she often traveled with the king and was sometimes involved in the kingdom's governing. She was still not completely free, though, and had a custodian to watch over her. The king died in July of 1189, and King Richard I took the throne. The first thing he did was free his mother, and Eleanor became influential in his government and ruled as regent when he was gone for four years on a crusade. On his return home, he was captured by the Holy Roman Emperor, and Eleanor raised the funds needed to pay back the ransom and have him returned to safety. But while touring battlements, he was struck by an arrow and later died of infection. Eleanor now saw a third son take the throne, King John. By now, Eleanor was 77 years old. John asked her to travel to Castile in France and escort one of her grandchildren, John's niece, to Paris to marry the Dauphin Louis. So she went to meet her two granddaughters and deemed that the younger one, 12-year-old Blanche, was better suited to be the next French queen. They set out across the Pyrenees, but Eleanor became ill along the way and entrusted the Archbishop of Bordeaux to escort her the rest of the way. She stayed behind at Fondrevald, remaining there for the summer where John came and visited her. When war broke out in 1201 between King John and King Philip of France, she took her son's side and wrote to Pultiers to make sure that her grandson, Arthur, Duke of Brittany, didn't take control. When Arthur learned where she was, he besieged her at the castle Maribou, but John came to her rescue. After the war, she retired to a monastery in Fonchevude where she lived out the rest of her life. She passed away in 1204, having lived to be 82. She was buried in the abbey there alongside her husband Henry and her son Richard. In her life, she was the queen of two countries, mother of ten children, saw three of her sons become king of England, and was a strong woman, influential, in a great many things. That's all for today, and thank you for attending this Her Story session.